Hello, I'm Brian Foster, and this is a Sunday night, March 21st, and we're talking about more of the book Evolution in Two Worlds, where it's written uh, a psychograph by Chico Xavier and Waldo Vieira, and it gets down to really in the nitty-gritty of the spirit world and in relationship to the physical world and how the spirit world guided and created what we were here and what we, the type of life we forms we fit into in the physical plane. So we're getting deep into kind of the details of, of all that. And it just goes to show you how spiritism, you know, it just reveals so many of the processes and procedures, the life, the loves, the, the cities, the levels of heaven. It just gives us so much detail. It is amazing. So if you have any questions, please ask in the comments. It's best if you watch this on YouTube. I think Facebook has a hard time with comments. I did put, post a comment. So I hope that that helps there. And um, before I begin, I would like to, I would like to uh, ask you to subscribe, hit the bell, hit the, um, uh, hit the like button that helps on the algorithm and we would really appreciate it. It would help spiritism spread far and wide. Now let's talk about chapter six, evolution and sex. Now, before I begin, when I say sex, it's, I remember that this was up in the, I think in the biology room and in junior high or middle school, wherever you know, I was in junior high. And it says, sex is something we are, not just something we do. So they're trying to get our, our, you know, middle school age, minds out of the gutter, wasn't too successful, but I, th I think that they tried. <laughs> but anyway, this is about um, really what is the reason for it, and how it evolves. So let's, let's get into that. So the book, chapter six, evolution and sex, and the subheading is the emergence of sex. After a staggering length of time in which a gamic reproduction is experimented with in bacteria and cells, a certain group displays within its own constitution positive and negative magnetic qualities inserted by the spirit guides in charge of the planet's progress. So again, so let, let's, break that down just a, just a little bit. So he, they're saying quite plainly that, you know, it took billions of years for the, for the um, earth to evolve as far as in our time, in our time frame, And therefore it took a long time for them to slowly evolve the animal. So again, Darwin's the revolution, there's nothing wrong or, incorrect about that things did happen probably so naturally but inserted the key phrases inserted by the spirit guides in charge of the planet's progress so this is evolution with some help in fact a lot of christians now have something called evolution by design which i think is is spot on it is evolution that has been guided by spirits so let's carry on Animal evolution is on the eve of its birth. Next step heading is differentiated bacteria. Of all the species of bacteria that have already formed, one stands out in the immense deposits of fresh water by lying on top of the bedrock in the Algonquian age. It is differentiated from all other types of bacteria found on the Earth's crust. It is not fully am amoebodile, amoebodile, 
that's a tough one. I probably amoeba-like. Instead, it has an elliptosodial configuration, as if it were a microscopic rod or tadpole with a short tail-like radical. It is the liprothrix. In, in myriads of individualizations, it lives for thousands of centuries in ancient rocks, feeding slowly on iron. When it sheds its minuscule iron casing, it instinctively obliges to swim around until another similar casing envelops it. The spirit guides take advantage of this to drive it towards a transformation. By losing their tiny metallic casings and being forced to construct other identical structures, identical shelters to meet their needs for protection, these bacteria, an important linking element in nature's evolutionary work, are compelled to movement. In doing so, they not only attract one another in the initial preludes of sexual reproduction, but also incidentally experience death in mass from which after a lengthy time of new experimentations under the careful attention of the Earth's supervisors, they reappear in the same traits of life in the form of green algae, thus inaugurating sexual communion in the world. So in the book, um, On the Road to the Light, it tells us how Jesus and other high spirits helped form the Earth. And they put this like, uh, kind of a, a, you know, liquid, you know, ge gelatin-type substance all around the Earth so they can start creating these life forms. And they create these life forms by, by you know, spiritual attendants, right? Spiritual guys, they, 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 use, they use their minds and their willpower to force different molecules into area, into, you know, groupings where they can start creating life. And so it also could have happened, you know, somewhat naturally by lightning and these other other forms and the different chemicals in the water. But then it was helped. Now, that's one way of looking at it is, and I always try to talk about this in two different ways, right? You can look at it in the physical construct given our knowledge of biology and physics today, that we live in this physical world and we live in this uh, ob objective world where a wall is a wall, right? You can't go through the wall. And um, it's, you know, you, you can't change it, right? And then the spirits tell us that in the spirit realm, it's subjective, right? Your mind, your mind controls the environment. Not completely controls because you're affected by other thoughts coming and going. And you kind of go along with those thoughts. And when you go into a level of heaven, you, you kind of adapt yourself to that level. Now, if you go on by yourself, you, you can create your own your own kind of mini environment that that happens around you but so you've got this subjective in 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 the spirit world and you've got the objective now the objective again was created so life in life assigned from the spirit world there's no life that was created in the physical world as far as created as a, a little spirit or soul to go into bacteria or an animal or us right those, those things, those are all just encasings for logical routines to, to control these structures. And they're all controlled and it's all created by the focus and will of higher spirits. So you can look at the physical world and how that's kind of helped by spirits mentally manipulating data, manipulating DNA. And then you can also think of it as this huge matrix where you're reprogramming things to look even more real and to evolve naturally. 
and that your cycles are going through it, right? Because there's no time in the spirit world, but there's time as kind of a track. You know, I always say what time is, the purpose of time is to put us on the treadmill so the treadmill doesn't stop. So we have to keep doing our assignments. We can't just sit and do, well, nothing. Let's just enjoy this day that goes on forever. It doesn't work that way on earth. Okay, let's go next is green algae. Modern day biologists' questions still remain unanswered as to whether or not green algae bears of a particular structure or descended from the primitive uh, cynophytes, bears of a simpler structure in which the phycocaine associated with the chlorophyll is the bluish pigment of their basic composition. This gap addressed by Hugo de Vries in his study over mutationism was filled in by the activities of the servants of earth organogenesis who subjected the leprothex family to profound alterations in the spirit realm, transmuting that family's more complete individuals, which then reappeared metamorphosized as the green algae, which profusely invaded the waters, installing a new cycle of progress and renewal. So they took an existing family life form and they, they mutated it to create a life form that could help more of what they wanted to do for the evolution and creation of life on earth. Now, we've also talked about in the books by Jeeva Owen, how all this works. There are teams, now, now, now this is interesting because if you're a biologist and you want to direct life on other planets, this is a job for you. Now, so earth, we're here, we're here on earth to improve ourselves, right? We're on earth to get rid of our primitive emotions. But when we graduate, then we're set to be productive members of heaven, meaning that we will be part of these spirit teams to mutate animals, to guide the evolution of whole planets, races, and cultures. This is what we're working for. This is, this is a campus called Earth, and we're just trying to mature ourselves so we can be trusted with what I am describing in this book. This is a job ready for people to do. Oh, and also in the books by G. Owen, they also say what they'll do is they'll have they'll have teams of spirits that will work with say you work on algae, or let's say you work on an oak tree and you work on a parasite that attacks the oak tree, as a, as a example. And what they said is that one team isn't allowed to destroy the life form of another, so the parasite can't go there and just kill it completely. There has to be some sort of uh, way out and maybe over the long time long term oak trees can go away because of the parasite but each team can't just destroy the other and also just like animals you can't um interbreed them right so each there's a little bit of competition which is we do here on earth so you have let's we mirror this okay next subject fluidic magnetic concentrations at the divine worker's touch, the elementary matter was transubstantiated at the beginning into an astronomical mass of electrons and protons, which rove the vast cradle of human life in the midst of cosmic life. Now, what they did is they're taking universal fluid, which is the building block of everything, all atoms, protons, neutrons, however we wanted to say this, was all created by universal fluid. The spirit realm was also created by universal fluid. And universal fluid is manipulated because there's teams of spirits that will create houses and fountains and parks and mountain ranges out of universal fluid. And the earth was created out of universal fluid. But these people here, they said, okay, they are 
taking an astronomical mass of electrons and protons, which they created, and they rolled the vast cradle of human life in the midst of cosmic life. So they, they took this and they started creating these things, right? And they knew how to do this because they've been trained. It's like, it's not as, you know, and the Bible says, you know, God created life, right? And, but the backstory of it is, yes, God created life. God created the spirit universe. But the actual, you know, he sets the strategy. Okay, you're going to put life on these planets. The tactics involved in that are all done with very skilled workers. So you've got a whole management, you have a whole management train from God. And let's, let's say there's probably the levels between Jesus and God. I, I, I'm not sure. I believe that he said there's spirits higher than Jesus, but that these things come down and say, okay, you're going to, you're going to create the earth and you're going to make it a campus for uh, free willed souls and human like uh, animals. So these free willed souls can go in them. So this is showing you how a word from God then comes down the management train and goes into action and how they do it. In fact, here in the next sentence. And still under the direction of these workers' intelligence, with the supervision of God's Christ, such resources become the basis for the formation of atoms into elements, which combine into chemical compounds, giving way to colloids, which blend the combination of substances, offering the intelligent principle, having come from the celestial vastness, a home suitable for development. So, it's telling you right there, under the supervision of Christ. Okay, so we have this whole earth. We have all these ministers working for him. There's probably a minister in charge of some set subset of organic life. And okay, you've got teams. Uh, let's start this up. And you've got a billion years to do it, right? So, something like that. You know, yes, sir. And, you know, they do their best. So, it's all... And somewhat, Spiritism exposes the mundane aspects of heaven, right? And, and heaven is wonderful, and you, 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 you feel great, and you're intelligent, and you're immortal, and you never even get sick. But there's work to do. This is what's so fascinating. This is what's so fascinating about Spiritism. Okay, carry on. E eons elapse, and then this intelligent principle, destined to grow for the glory of life on two distinct planes of experience, once properly activated in a more complex constitution, receives from those same architects of divine wisdom the endowments of a more complex re reproduction in the chromosomes, special fluidic magnetic concentration, portrayed over time a constant expression in the cellular field. Due to the lack of adequate terminology in human vocabulary, we can superficially compare these concentrations to the molds used in a printing office. These, the chromosomes structured into infinitesimal granules of a physio-psychosomatic nature take part in the physical body through the nucleus of the cell where they are located and in the spiritual body through the cytoplasm in which they are implanted. So when he's talking about two different planes, they create these things on the spirit world and then they're, they're trying to be reformed in the physical world. And then also lately, it's been interesting, this book, uh, I think it was written in the 60s or 70s, I forget what year, but lately with a, the more that people are um, discovering the genetic code and chromosomes and they're just saying that, and at first they thought, oh, it's, you know, I can only handle, um, 
so many different combinations and most of the genetic material there is waste. Well, no, they're finding more and more that um, there's stuff in there that we don't know about and that it's very interesting and that um, you could actually use, use the genetic code to store information you know because they're all coded right in different letters that's the way we do it we physically put our own our own order onto it but you could you could hope you could hold a lot of information on this and i always thought that when you're planning your life and when they plan life and and when like let's say as an example in one of andre louise's books they said this guy's going to have <clears throat> a ulcer when he's in his mid-40s and at this point and they said well why as well he stabbed the person and, and, you know, and so he wants to pay for that until like what that stabbing pain is like. So, so these things or these sicknesses will, are all like, they're going to happen at certain ages. And I, I wonder if some of that is encoded into their genes. If we could read their genes correctly, we could say, oh, okay, well, hey, 45, that guy's going to have an ulcer. Now, of course, science can, a medical science can cure that now, but back when the book was written, ulcers they didn't know that they were created by bacteria and they can be cured but back then they didn't so therefore uh, that person would suffer a bit as a object lesson not as a punishment but as a lesson not to stab people in the stomach and that's what happens today too when you hear if someone has an incurable disease the spirit world knew that if they gave that person a curable disease it would be cured Therefore, if you have something that can be cured, you should, because the spirit world will understand that that can be cured, and they want it to be cured if you have the uh, the uh, the, will, the will to get it cured. But those people that haven't, they were definitely, and you know, on purpose given a disease so they could not be cured because that's what they asked for most probably when they were in, in heaven, planning their own body and planning their life trials. Okay, and like print, oh, carry on. And like printing molds form into lines in order to convey meaning. Chromosomes too are made up of elements called genes, which must, like the human alphabet, give the chromosomes the characteristics of mortal of immortality in the cells, which reproduce, transmitting their particular nature to their successors. In the same way in which letters and molds can exist indefinitely in a typographical text, in a destructible and renewable material through which they are preserved and expressed in the memory of the following generation. So they created genes, chromosomes, they created these things to, to go through and then there's a time limit. Okay, we're not gonna let you live forever, guys. There's a time limit because you only wanna be on earth so long. It always uh, amuses me when people, you know, they, they wanna be immortal and, and they wanna stay on earth, they wanna live to hundreds of years. Well, you really don't want to because you really want to get back if you're a decent person or not. You may want to live longer before you go back to the lower zone of the dark abyss. But you really don't want to live that long. You want to live long enough to learn the lessons and be successful in your trials and your education. But you really want to go back to the spirit world. Don't, don't at all fear death. Death is just a transformation. You are who you are. You don't lose anything. In fact, you get better. You have no sicknesses. If you lost an eye or an arm, that's all back with you in the spirit world. If one of your loved family friends had dementia or was brain damaged somehow, they're back to normal in the spirit world. That, that, that disability was just something they needed to be taught something. Okay.
carry on. With time, the chromosomes in the various kingdoms of evolution begin to be differentiated according to species, just as the creations of the printed thought vary according to the printing molds in the realms of different cultures. The germinal elements are analyzed and tested in unitous detail in plants until they undergo essential transformation in the chemistry of the green algae, thus progressing towards further developments. The next subheading is filters of transformation. The intelligent principle undergoes many, many experiments in nature's laboratory. Little by little, its physical, spiritual organization is formed and its theological destination between heaven and earth is traced out. So the intelligent principle, that's kind of what infuses the kind of the workings of all these little subroutines and, and these, you know, the, the spirits affecting the physical plane. It's kind of what it's the it's the push, it's the the wind, it's it's the kernel of, of intelligence that will take a combination of universal fluid, combine it to whatever they want to, and then give it its purpose, and then they will assign spiritual small routines to control these physical routines. Now, the interesting part about this is that's how we start out, right? If you have algae and let's say you have a bacteria and you've got this little routine controlling this bacteria, trying to swim around for, you know, things to eat, etc. That little routine is over eons and eons and eons training itself how to control that physical, that little physical animal right no animal bacteria but as it that routine gets more and more experience it will be given higher and higher creatures to control and manipulate and it's eventually when you get to animals eventually you're sophisticated enough to your paraspiritual body controls that whole animal which is very sophisticated uh, the humans have you know all these different uh, uh force centers just like the chakras let me show this here. I want to show this on the screen. Ah, my there is. So they're called four centers in spiritism. But so think of think of going from a controlling a bacteria to now your spirit, who's controlled bacteria, maybe a worm, uh, then a fish. Now you're controlling through the crown center, right? You're controlling. The, the throat, chakra, the solar plexus, the heart, you're controlling all these organs and all these systems of organs and all these applications that run through your body. You're being trained by the spirit world as this little thing of logic to control something bigger and bigger and bigger. And it takes a lot of time until eventually, I mean, not all, maybe some of these stay in routines. I, I don't know. A lot of things I don't know. I'm, I'm only going to what I can tells so far you're given like us and now as you go through these things you it's amazing because it's kind of like it's not just it's like an analog right so you, you start creating your own little you know, like in animals they have some free will right mostly instinct but some free will of course bacteria has only instinct so you look at these small little programs it's just like okay uh, if A, then B. If A and B, then C, right? These are just very, that's, you know, like a simple program. You get more and more sophisticated until you're, you come like us where you've got a distinct personality and character. you got a sense of humor. You know, in this logical construct, we, you know, we think we're so, yeah, a robot uh, can never have a sense of humor be like humans. Well, more you understand spiritism is, you know, well, 
they can't be given our our um, technology, but the spirit world has made has made that. Okay, let me carry on with with the book. Okay, so with assistance from divine workers, it fixes within itself the living stamps of reproduction, which are defined and improved over the millennia, leaving behind as filters of transformation not only the mineral and plant kingdoms, foundations of reception and expansion for the creative wave of life in its incessant flow, but also certain classes of other organisms that would eventually coexist with evolving elements. This continues to happen in present times, as we observe alongside relatively developed human intelligence, plants and worms that have existed since the lower Precambrian era. Over thousands of years, the germinal tissues undergo incessant tests in order to assess their qualities and refine their purposes. Now, I'm going to say there are teams that are behind all this. There are teams of spirit. This is one of the jobs. If this interests you, this is the job you can have. But you're always, you know, you can be assigned, the, you know, these little bacteria, like the virus, you know, that's affecting us. You can be assigned that, okay, should we modify this a bit? What are we going to do? So this is something, of course, and everything you do has is part of some overall plan. But there's freedom within that, right? It's, it's like you're not told what to do every moment of the day. You're given a lot of intelligence and training, and you're given broad directives. And then you figure it out, and then they'll, they'll be analyzed, just like it is on Earth. From annelids to gigantic animals, monstrous forms appear and disappear over century after century until species manage to settle into their own types. Amongst those that reach the light and those that dissolve into darkness, profound kinships are traced. Chromosomes remain imperishable through the reproductive centers of all incarnate and discarnate beings, forming invaluable foundation for the phylogenic studies of the future. So, this is interesting. It says chromosomes remain imperishable through the reproductive centers of all incarnate and discarnate beings. So what he is saying, which is very interesting, is that 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 um, programming, that kernel programming of, of what you kind of the form you need to take when you get from the spiritual to the physical, it must be within probably your paraspirit. I would I would surmise because your paraspirit is the one that's going to control all of this. So probably within your paraspirit, it knows what you were before. Were you a, a cat or a dog? And the next time your soul goes back into that little embryo, uh, so you'll, your paraspirit will know this is what's being created and you'll work with the cells in that body because your paraspirit is into every cell. And you'll know what the different force centers are and then how they should control and guide the cells within creating that body. Next section is heredity and selection. One must remember, however, that the gradual work of heredity and selection, of which Lamech and Darwin were invaluable expositors, operated on two different planes. Immersed in a different vibratory field through the phenomenon of death, the chrysalis of the conscience were juxtaposed in the lower kingdoms into the Renaissance cells that continued to serve them collecting elements of transmutation for the return to the physical sphere through compulsory reincarnation under the guidance of the sublime intelligences that support our pilgrimage, our pilgrimage, meaning our, our, our journey of, of being this simple logical structure 
to go higher and higher and higher. So essentially we leave behind, we, we leave behind just living on instinct to have instinct and free will to where we have total free will. And we're given free will. The circumstance compels us to consider that the transformation of species, in addition to the constitution of new ones, as far as their adjustment to physiological functions, expansion and inheritance is concerned, is based on the mechanism and chemistry of the nucleus and the cytoplasm, where the physiopsychosomatic energies are concentrated. So again, he's saying it's a combination of the spirit and physical planes. And, and I'll think about this because when you when your body dies and your paraspirit is disconnected, that cord, that silver cord that your paraspirit, kind of like the opposite of the umbilical cord, is cut. That's when your body knows to start, you know, start decaying. That's when the bacteria come in there and say, eat all your dead flesh and all that. That's when that happens. Only when the paraspirit is cut. That's why when people have near-death experiences or visions or astral planing, some of them will see the silver cord still attached to their body. That means they're still alive. If the silver cord wasn't attached to your body, that means physically you're dead. The next section is genealogy of the spirit. Of course, Earth's naturalists from the Egyptian priests that studied the origin of planetary life and fossilized cells to the most intimate modern biologists prone to unilateral observation cannot fill in the gaps in the framework of evolution. Dwight Cuvier, who in his comparative anatomy, traced out the basic structure for the classification of paleontology. Actually, however, so as to avoid recapping assessments and conclusions that science has repeated over and over ad infinitum, we will simply add that from the iron casing of the leprothorax all the way to the contraction and expansion of energy in the events of birth and death of the material form, the laws of animal reproduction guided by divine instructors recapitulate to this day in the formation of any human body during embryogenesis, the phylogenic evolution of the entire animal kingdom, thus demonstrating that besides the science that studies the genesis of forms, there's also a genealogy of the spirit. So again, he's saying the spirit controls how this is all going to be organized and it will allow some natural evolution to go, which they're saying, right? But then they'll say, oh, no, we kind of want it to go here because that's going to affect this life form. We want to get rid of that life form because this one's going to be superior. And so this is all going to be done by teams of spirit. So it's always working on two planes. With celestial supervision, the intelligent principle, beginning with the viruses and bacteria, protoplasm's first hours on Earth, has taken around 15 million centuries, so that as the thinking being, despite still despite its still embryonic stage of reasoning, it may launch its first emissions of continuous thought into cosmic space. So I hope that was interesting. And we, you know, in the next week is evolution and heredity. So we're getting down really into the uh, into the details of how the spirit world, how they really manipulate things. And I go, I'll, I talk about this in in the the books of a how in spirits in, in the spirit universe, uh, eleven and below. Let me show you my first. So this is the first book in a series of three books, Heaven and Below, Book One of Spiritism. I talk about heaven, the lower zone. 
the uh, dark abyss, which is kind of purgatory, and then uh, Jesus Christ. But then my second book, I, I really talk about spirits and the spirit uh, and the spirit universe, which is getting down to how they guide us, how they, how all this is done. Spirit and spirit, spirit universe book too. So I talk about spirits, how spirits are educated, how they, how they uh, are go through one level of heaven to the next level of heaven. And then in the last book of the series, book three, I talk about how we're guided by spirits. And of course that is talking about a lot of what we're talking about here is how each of us as humans are guided by our spirit mentors, our guardian angels, but then also how the whole race and culture and nations are guided for us to become, where we are starting now to the year 2000, we're becoming from a planet of atonement where we pay for our past wrongs to a planet of regeneration where there'll be less hate and envy and, you know, bad characters. This is really what's going on now is the apocalypse is happening gradually. It's not going to be this big bang where people are separated into two groups. What's happening is if you're a spirit who has, has declined to improve in life after life and still is selfish and not nice to other people, maybe criminal, is that you say, okay, we're giving you maybe one or two lives more, but if you don't start showing improvement, you're going to another campus. You might go to another uh, planet of atonement which is probably a little bit behind the earth or if you really have something to learn you might go to back to a primitive planet where there really is a doggy dog culture right you have to fight to survive so this is this is time for people to make a decision will they start working on improving their character and their personality and try to get rid of those primitive emotions or will they or will they just you know stay material and uh, deny their spiritual side try to ignore their conscience it's i know it's not easy it's a lot of stress when you do that and you feel much better when you start listening to your conscience of course you don't get all the pleasures right that's but you get a lot less stress and you find better pleasures in other things i know that's what my wife and i have done now if you'd like to learn more just and if you're new to spiritism i have on my site uh, nwspiritism.com and there'll be a link below a free pdf book spiritism 101 the third revelation of course now you can buy this in kindle or audio format or paperback i have actually all my books on the right hand side navigation bar which many of them are available in audible too audible form um, but this is pdf i also have this this pdf in french for any, if you know anybody who reads it uh, and then i also have uh, a audible version that I have narrated. It's also on YouTube. It's on the playlist, the spirits book, but I also have, you can download an MP3 file or and I think it's like an audible file, MP4 or something. I forgot or M4 something, but it's an audible format where you can actually save between chapters and all that. I have that on my uh, nwspiritism.com website also that you can do that, load that into your podcast or whatever and listen to that as you go i also have my own podcast there's links to that where you can find as i read out the spirits book but you can download the whole file and listen to it whenever you like it's all free so again if you have any questions uh please ask me and uh 
people write me, uh, they go to the contact section about me and contact, I think it's called on the right hand navigation, send me an email, tell me what you like. I get emails all the time from people and then you start getting a conversation because they give me their email and then we, we go back and forth to my direct email. Okay, so there's not any questions. I wanna say thanks for everyone listening. Please subscribe, hit the bell and hit the like button. It really helps. God bless.